So, what have we got left to look forward to? Us refugees. The flotsam and jetsam of death. Maybe. If we still deserve such a thing as mercy, we find each other. Okay, welcome back to the Being Human cast, and I have the great pleasure of being joined yet again by Barry. So, hi Barry. Hello, pleasure's all mine, as usual. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, so, uh, you've been busy recently? Much going on? Yes, yes. Well, we're in the full floor of production now. Uh, so, we're running Being Human and Becoming Human, and yeah, it's all going off all at once. This must be literally your most manic, busy time of the whole year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's also the most exciting time, and it's also the time that you spend all, all year sort of working up to, so, uh, you know, you want to make the most of it, you want to really enjoy it, but yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to do. Um, so, I was going to ask you, actually, I mean, how much, um, how much is what we're seeing now, have you prepared months and months ago, and how much is sort of being prepared in reaction to things that are happening and what's going on now. I mean, how, you know, what's the balance between what you've got done up front and are now just enjoying deploying yeah. and, you know, you know what I mean? But it always feels like when we get to this point that we should have had more things ready than we do. Uh, what's strange is when, you, when you're on a production like this, you're kind of working in with a lot of other um, teams. So, for example, we had to... We had a rough idea of what our after the uh, what our post episode features would be, our behind the scenes features, um, but we couldn't cut them properly until we had the finished episode. So you've got to wait for them to go through the edit and then get graded and then get delivered to you. So there's only a certain amount you can do without the material you need in order to do the best job. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Also, without having seen the episodes in their finished state, you've only got the scripts to go off. So you you kind of in order to get the feel for what you're talking about, you, you, you really want to see the episodes first. So a lot of it hangs on that. Um, and they've, they've all been delivered sort of, uh, the first few came just before Christmas and the rest have all come this side of, uh, the new year. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's quite a lot to sync up with in terms of becoming human. That's all. A lot of that got created during the, um, during the onset period, uh, for that which was shooting two weeks after the original main series of Being Human. Uh, so, yeah, and a lot of that is sort of repackaging what we made there. And, uh, and yeah, there's quite a detailed plan for that, obviously, because it's, uh, it's a fiction. It's storytelling, so you need to be prepared. Yeah, the, um, I, mean, I'm, I must admit, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> it's been really good. good so far. The only thing that uh, um, disappointed me slightly was the first episode, was yeah. a lot longer than the second and the third, you know. Oh, I know. So I... I watched the first one. I thought, great. I was, I was watching it, watching it, thinking this is really good, enjoying it. Come second week, I'm sort of settled in, thinking, here we go. And then it, end, it like it ended. I was like, oh, what more? So yeah. You spoiled us on the first one by making it that much longer. Yeah. Well, so. the, the the truth is that the first one is actually 
a combination of episodes one and two. There were originally nine episodes, and there were three writers doing three episodes each. And it was in the edit after they'd all been cut that they decided that uh, the first... It, it wasn't really a natural break between episodes one and two, and that, that should be combined into one bumper episode. Um so we kind of adjusted all the bits around it uh, accordingly. And yeah, so that's why that one is longer than the rest. We, and it's a bit of a shame that pe- that kind of threw people a bit. Um, maybe, you know, maybe we should have flagged that up a bit. At, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it will add up to around, uh, um, well, I think it'd be just over an hour of, of drama. So it's it's kind of, it's like a being human episode. And obviously in terms of, cost to produce and all that sort of thing that being a human episode is quite expensive so yeah. it's uh yeah there are certain limitations on how much we can do um but we thought this might be the best format sort of spreading it over a few weeks with clues in between so i'm hoping it's not unsatisfying no no it's it's, it's good i'm enjoying it and uh so do you and the crew spend much time yeah, you know, sort of looking through the comments that I post online and what yeah. people are speculating. Absolutely, we love it because obviously <laughs> we know what happens. So, uh, I think the most recent one today was uh, people were working out the one commenter was working out the uh, the lunar calendar and how and working out whether the show is syncing up with the full moon cycle or if it's not. I would love to say yes, we are, but but we're not. But it's good to see people kind of uh, as a as a unit um, working together to actually solve it and bounce ideas around. It's like a group of detectives. I love it. <laughs> so I, mean, I guess it must be a little bit of um, sort of evil pleasure out of you guys knowing what's going to happen and just watching us merrily going off <laughs> on a completely the wrong tangent for days and days and, and so on and so forth. So absolutely. It's interesting because some people are some people are convinced it's going to be something very obscure and some people and then you get the whole range of that, so it's probably, you know, this person or the other person who's who's sort of reference once or twice. And then other people are saying it's Krista, you know, she's and she's one of the main three. So there's a real sort of span of opinion. Uh, and that's quite that's quite interesting to watch. It's quite exciting to watch. And it's also exciting knowing what we've got coming up in terms of clues and things that people can really sort of pour over. And all the diary entries and things are written by the, the writer of the main show, uh, a guy called Jamie Matthyssen. Um And he's just fantastic. So there's lots of sort of things to go off. And people are, uh, yeah, really getting deeply into it. So I love it. We're really enjoying it. So you said that there originally were nine, and then they reduced that number down as they edited together and stuff. So, yeah. um, well, yeah, is the plan for becoming human to finish at the same point as being human? Uh, no, because it started after episode two, so we're kind of we're offset by a week. Um, so, I mean, what? Ideally for us, I mean, you could think of it as it's a very modern way of doing a pilot. Um, you know, it's, it's roughly the amount of drama of an episode <coughs> of a, of a drama, uh, you know, around an hour. There's, you know, we've, we've got, got the bonus bits. We're trying to build a community around it. And if BBC three wanted to bring it back, um, I think there's a, um, People have been saying they'd like to see it on TV, um, but it's it's kind of a, it's a good way for them instead of just doing one hour of telly, which goes out and everyone forgets about it. Um, they can kind of 
give people a real sense. Trust and drag it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, if enough people want it, hopefully it, it will come back in a longer form on TV and, and be a much more uh, immersive experience. Um, that that would be ideal for us. I totally went off on a tangent from your question there. <laughs> no, no, it, that's fine. No, I was just curious to know in terms of, because it, it may be really obvious somewhere and I've just missed it, but I've never really been too clear around when Becoming Human was going to finish. You know, I, we always knew when it was roughly going to start because of, you know, what we were told. But now it's up and running. We know when being human is going to finish. But it was like, well, what's the plans of becoming human? Is it going to finish the week after, the week before, the same time, that you know, later on? So it's interesting yep. to know how it's going. Yeah, no, it's going to finish the week after. And on the right-hand side, it's got the, it has got the dates of the episodes, you know, when they're come, going to come up in the future. And it's that is far too well, obvious yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm spectacularly good at missing the obvious. It's fine. It's good. You, you're too enthralled with the clues. That's that's yeah, good. That's what it is. So, no, I think I've only had one little bit of online speculation so far. I did uh, see that actually. Uh, what was it you said? Oh, about um, the, the the bit where he. Oh, that's it. About the sports hall. The fact that he remembered seeing the first thing he remembers after he's essentially dead is being in the car park by the sports hall. Ah, uh, yes. So I posted a question of that. If that's the first thing he remembers, then maybe that's where he actually died. Right, yes. Um, so I was speculating that he didn't actually die. He might have been fatally wounded in the toilet, but he yeah. didn't die there, and that's why you can't find the body there. Yeah. He, his body is somewhere else still. Yeah, exactly. um, So well, uh, I had a little bit of speculation around that. But, uh, ah, well, I, it was good. I was very pleased to see you getting involved and pushed to actually express it on the keyboard I'm like yes that's good. Uh, no it, it's um, I, I don't know I mean it, there's too there's too much it's like whoa I just you know, I'm very impressed with some of the people that really have thought it through and come up with some pretty good arguments around this stuff and, yeah yeah definitely uh, and we wanted to design it in a way that if you wanted to get that deeply into it you could do but again if you just wanted to watch the episodes uh if you just wanted to watch them on Red Button, if you didn't even want to go online, then that would still be a way to sort of enjoy the drama. So, and so that's pretty much all. I mean, I think there's enough, there's enough going on in the main show to to warp my head. <laughs> that I'm actually just enjoying hitting the red button after the end of the show for some light relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. And uh, um, this, I'm not sure when this is going out, but the the. Episode 5, which when we're recording this, that's coming up on Sunday. Uh, episode 5 is uh, a really, it's got a really good opening sequence, and that's going to add a lot to the mystery. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what you think. Yeah, no, it's um, it's been very good so far. And uh, just as you start thinking it's getting, like, yeah, it's better, then it gets even better again. And, uh, yeah, no, it's... Um, uh, there's been all this combat. Is this the best series so far? And uh, I think it uh, it possibly is. So yeah, because we've this will probably. I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night. Yeah. So all being well, it this will come out sometime next week. So Sunday's episode will have uh, aired before uh, this comes out. But. Uh, is that, actually, Sunday's going to be episode six, isn't it? Episode five. Yeah, Sunday's episode six, episode five of Becoming Human. 
and oh, episode yeah. six of the main show. Yeah. So that's where it gets confusing. Yeah, it's very confusing. So, um, yes, so for becoming a human point, hopefully that will make things a little bit easier. Yes. For us, yeah. us people struggling. Yeah, because, <laughs> uh, you know, a certain amount of uh, concrete things have to come out, and this week we get some real solid things are revealed as well, to it's like all good storytelling you can string us along for so long but at some point you have to actually start spelling things out and building precisely the inclusion and, uh, and, and that's, that's the what we're seeing, yeah that's what we're seeing in the main show now is you know all the all the bits being laid for the final episode yes and herrick's back, so yeah, herrick's back. yeah herrick's back oh my god herrick is so awesome I really, I'm absolutely in awe of Jason Watkins. He's he's just so cool, and everyone. It's the, uh, oh yeah, it's the fact that he is just evil, even when he's not trying to be evil. I know. It's really well. Did you see the script that went up this week? Yes, yes, that's really. Oh, I so would like to have seen that. Oh yeah, I know. It would have been so cool. I guess the difficulty is as well. The the girl who played Hetty is probably a a year or two older now. She might not look the same as she did in the in the prequel that we saw. Uh, with Ivan and Daisy in series two, um, but to some extent, that matters, I don't know. Um, you could probably get away if you just had a different actress, that yeah, the same age as Hetty, and did the hair and makeup the same, and everything else. That absolutely, yeah. It, you know, you'd probably get away with that. Would yeah, let you off. It would have been. It would be very like absolutely scared for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what's brilliant, somebody's. Somebody put it really succinctly in a in a comment. Um, is that it's great to see that he was a horrible person before he was a vampire. Yes. It's not being a vampire that makes him a dark and and dangerous person. It's it's just how he was in the vampire yeah. to to get that insight. I think. Yeah. No, it, that completely. It's uh, it, it's interesting to uh, to see. That's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the same comment, and um, yeah, it's um. Yeah, because you always sort of wondered, you know, is becoming the vampire what makes you evil? Which I guess says a lot for Mitchell. But, you know, yeah. this whole thing around, you know, the darkness in Mitchell, how much of that comes from him, himself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah, because I, th- I think there's a, there's a certain thing with the, the bloodlust drives yeah. you a certain amount. Um, but then Mitchell especially... But a lot of the vampires in general are just very good at making very bad decisions. Yeah. Uh, well, Nina really uh, last week's you know, episode, you know, five. Uh, Nina really calls him on it, doesn't she? When she like, totally. calls him up and you know just calls him out on the whole. You just enjoy doing it, you know. Yeah, and it's a chaos thing, and it's a power thing, and there's so much associated with the vampires that. that yeah, but we we like Mitchell when he's a bit like that. <laughs> um. So. I mean, I guess, well, final question for me before we sort of delve into some of the questions I've been sent to ask you. Um, the, you know, when we're looking at the being human science and becoming human science stuff, you know, how much, you know, which parts of that are sort of you and which parts of that are your team and, you know, um, it's <coughs> just all of, all of you together or I mean, is there any particular bits where you sort of watch and you think, ah, that that's, that's me, that's my bit there. Um, yeah, there's almost <laughs> yeah, there's too much that's my bit. I would love it if there's somebody else could do a bit because <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. There is a lot of uh, my full-time job. So um, 
the way it works is that I uh, all the writing and the tweets I do. Uh, the Facebook, I do some of the updates, and we have a guy in BBC Marketing who we work very closely with, and he does some of those. Um, and in when it comes to uh, creating the content, the uh, like I say, all the character profiles and that sort of thing, I've I've written those. But the video content, we have one guy, Rich Lyman, and he edits the behind the scenes pieces, uh, and he and he's really good. And we sit together and we we work out this the the story for those packages because when you're on set you can set off with an idea of what you're going to film but if it all goes to pot and you can't get your interviews and whatnot you have to kind of rescue it as you go along or change the structure of the interviews or or what have you so we'll work together to to work out what the the final strongest package we've got is uh and he's really good at those and then uh, Jamie Morton is uh, another fantastic editor, and he does the um, highlights packages. I don't know if you've been watching those. Um, on the they go live every Sunday night, and it's sort of three minute recaps of the show, and they're absolutely fantastic. I, I really love what he does with those. So, and then there's my boss Garrett Keel, who's uh, kind of in charge of the whole project. So, uh, we are the unit that produces things. Um, but in terms of kind of community management and uh, and the the voice of being human, um, that goes through me to to kind of keep that consistent and uh, yeah, so that everybody knows where where they stand. I think. So in terms of like the you know the actual being human blog, you know, because obviously you did a big relaunch of the blog yeah. um, for the start of season three. How much of the sort of? I mean, obviously, I know you're heavily involved with sort of the content management and the content creation but in terms of the sort of the actual design of the layout of the blog and stuff how much input did you make into that or was that sort of done from like a, a bbc um you know sort of um, blog bbc website designed type perspective well that's uh <clears throat> that's that's a very collaborative uh thing between us uh as i say we're we're a independent TV company and we make the show for the BBC um, and the BBC obviously own the website and it's on the BBC.co.uk so they they want it to be a certain way and um, we, it's like a partnership so um, what happens is that we have a commissioner we have a couple of commissioners at the BBC Sarah Clay and Mark Ramsey and we work with them on the design there's a woman called Sally Morales and she's absolutely fantastic and she oversees a lot of BBC websites so she, recent things are like EastEnders and Doctor Who and, and that sort of thing and have a way that they want it to feel as you go across BBC shows you get a kind of similar experience um, so we had this template to work off and then we had uh, we started discussing the things we wanted to change this year so we wanted to have a more of a like a newspaper really we wanted to have a much bigger lead story on the front a couple of uh, um a couple of sort of also on the blog stories we wanted to pull in the tweets um because a lot of conversation was happening on twitter so you set off with those elements then we get from the picture publicity department they send us the new photographs so we had the attic shot to work with and that's a composite so you've got the, the background and then you've got the four characters and you can move those around so uh, there's a guy steve at the bbc and he he was uh helping with design the uh design the site and then eventually yeah it comes together and it's a surprisingly long process um and it's a it's very sort of fine tweaking process mm -hmm. so 
it's the font's the right color is this the right feeling what should should it say latest posts or should it say more on the blog or should it say other features or you know you have all these conversations um so yeah it was very collaborative and uh, it took quite a long time but eventually that's that's kind of what comes out but as the um you know we're also dealing with rob percy the uh the exec producer of being human um and obviously through him and filter Sowen, the the producer there set the overall feeling for the show um so yeah a lot of it com- comes from them i suppose cool. yes i mean i guess you mentioned twitter i mean obviously it's pretty cool that on sunday nights how regularly we seem to have managed to have uh got being human trending globally yes herrick was trending worldwide this week yeah that's just pretty cool <laughs> yeah no and obviously um season three's launched in the u.s uh last weekend yes so uh, i've not seen much back yet but um i know that uh, lisa um, who uh, yeah, was on the, the being human cast crew yeah um, commented that um She's enjoyed the first episode, and it's so good to actually finally be able to start watching it properly in the US. Great, um, great. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, because you've essentially now got this odd situation where you've got the US show and the uh, the original show both airing on different channels at the same time. Yeah, it's very strange. We were talking about this, I was talking about this with Garrett, my boss, the other day, saying that we we all sort of share a hashtag. <laughs> um, so you might be talking about being human the start of the series or being human the middle of the series like we have or sci-fi being human and we're all just hash being human it's very strange at various times towards what might be sort of the middle of the night it starts you start seeing loads of tweets with hash being human you're like ah that's the other guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um we um uh well i Posts up on Twitter and so I said, Hey, I'm trying to bar again. So, you guys got any questions? And uh, so, Pete, I had a, not many, I had a few questions posted up on our website to uh, to ask you. Awesome. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've got usual few bits of spam, which I uh, presumed you didn't particularly want to discuss diet plans or your sexual <laughs> performance. So, I deleted those. Um, I don't know, I just put them to one side, I'll catch them afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, the the first one we got was from uh, Laura Reed, and uh, Laura basically posted up that um, you know she's got loads of questions and bits and pieces. But um, she said, Barry, if you see something on the blog or Twitter that you think is a valid point or question, do you then raise that with the relevant people or persons? Uh, oh, sorry, you know, just just say that again. You just dropped out a second there. Yeah, sure, no problem. She was basically asking that if you are looking at the blog or looking on Twitter and someone raises something you think is a valid point or a valid question, do you raise that with the relevant people behind the scenes? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, me and Toby email um, quite often, and uh, Rob Percy and Phil Chateau and the exec producer and producer, and Laura Cotton, the script editor, they all just sit upstairs from us. So, um, yeah, that happens uh, surprisingly often. Um, somebody asked the other day about Tom coming from, oh, Lemonet, where is it in Cornwall? Well, it wasn't uh, Penzance, was it? Uh, now, you've got, now, now you've got me. Um, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. remember. Basically, where, where Tom and McNair originated from and somebody said uh why why email Toby to ask why that the case is and he's like i don't know 
<laughs> so yeah, we do ask, and if it's not very interesting, um, we might just sort of, uh, you know, not make a big deal out of it. But if it's but if it turns up something that is actually very interesting, then that's um, that's uh, great. One thing I will say, which is a little exclusive, is that uh, Ewan recently, a uh, regular commenter, Ewan, uh, started naming, because this year all the episodes have titles, uh, actual names, mm-hmm. um, he suggested what he thought they should have been named for the series one and two when they just had numbers. Um, Toby Whithouse saw this, emailed me, and he said, when the series ends, we should definitely do this. We should get all the fans to give their suggestions for what the names of uh, the first and the second series episodes should be. Um, so this year, for example, we had The Pack, The Longest Day, uh, all, that, all that sort of thing. And, uh, and he said he'd love to sort of pick the ones that they thought were the most appropriate ones and they could be sort of how we refer to them from now on. So that was a really great example of seeing uh, of Toby emailing sort of out of the blue and saying, this is a great idea, let's do this. Um, and yeah, that will be coming to the blog after the series ends. Wow. Well, that sort of neatly answers the next part of Laura's question, which is around, do fan opinions get listened to? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All the time. Um, yeah. And uh, the next part was, was uh, not necessarily acted upon, but listened to. Well, by the sounds of things, listened to and acted upon. Yeah, wherever possible. I mean, a lot of things we can't change because they're either um, either the show's already been shot, <laughs> and if it's something about the actual storylines, or if um, sometimes BBC policy is, uh, you know, you, you, we've got to work within that. So people from abroad saying, why can't she show the videos abroad? And we're sat here thinking, we would love to show the videos all over the world, but unfortunately that's... Uh, we we're only allowed to broadcast them where the license fee payer lives, essentially. So um, yeah, so things like that we can't really deal with, but wherever possible, we we are listening and um, and yeah, if we can offer something in return, we definitely will. Okay. The next part of her sort of list of questions and things was around: Do you guys laugh at some of the crazier theories that are posted? I think we sort of talked about that <laughs> yeah. earlier. Um, and okay, the next one was: What are, what are your favourite kind of blogs? Kind of blogs, as in uh, the kind of posts that we make, or other blogs? I'm not sure. Sorry, Laura, I'm not sure what you mean <laughs> by that one. Uh, you can answer either of those, or answer both, or answer okay. something completely different. <laughs> it, uh, well, it's, uh, in I guess ter- it's a favourite kind of blog posts, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, in terms of the content we make... Um, I mean, in Series 1, we used to have a... Um, because the blog, they, they said the blog had been really successful and we have this wonderful community and we want to keep talking to them between the series, which isn't normally done. Normally you close the website and then when the next series starts, you open it up again, you try and get all those fans to come back. And they said, let's try and keep it open between the series. But obviously we only had a certain amount of leftover content that we hadn't already uh, given to people. Um, so that was when we really enjoyed having uh, just, just asking the, the, the fans questions like hypothetical um, things like Mitchell and uh, Lauren could it have ever worked I think was one of them um, 
or was it? Will, will, could Mitchell ever truly be in love with someone? I can't. We asked some some questions and just put it out there, and those those sort of posts just entirely depended on people having opinions and chatting, and um, so it was really good when they when people were actually that stirred up some debate, and uh, I really enjoyed reading the responses there. Um, and then more recently, like I say, becoming human is is fascinating to see people getting so involved with the with the actual fiction, with the actual story and the narrative and the clues and the. Um, and I'm a massive fan of things like Poirot and Midsummer Murders. I mm-hmm. love a good who done it. So things like that I really enjoy. And then finally, we just like with the Herrick script. Whenever you get a piece of official script, but you know it's not going to get made, so it's just for the online fans. I just love that so yeah the 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 script things feel really special as well yeah no we we love getting the freebies that's good (laughs) um laura's final question was and she doesn't know if you can answer this but she's gonna ask it anyway who's your favorite being human character my favorite being human character yep oh man that is a good question do you want to Uh, think about that one we can come back to it (laughs) uh yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to wade straight in there. I'm not going to pick from the awesome foursome because I can't. It's got to be Herrick because he just is in a in in a sort of world of his own. <laughs> He's just so badass and so nice at the same time. Uh, you know, he he looks like a friendly policeman, and he is the most evil, dark man you would ever meet. I just think he's a fantastic character. Well, I mean, I must admit, it's a, it's a really brilliant bit of writing. Um, you know, what do you think making of him, making him a, a policeman in the first place? Because you know, we are all ingrained, um, you know, from children to have this view that you know, when you're in trouble, the one person you can trust, the one person that is, you can always rely on as a policeman. Yeah, we're always getting told these days that you know the problem is is that you know con men and stuff dress up as policemen and things, and people you know will trust them in ways they wouldn't trust anybody else because we're socially conditioned to respond to a policeman a certain way. Yeah, so to put Herrick in, I mean, basically Herrick is manipulating us by being a policeman and going around and using. That abusing that power to such an extent that he does, that yeah, it's that the smiling face with the, you know, the fangs behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're you're right. It's, it's fantastic. It's very sort of disarming, isn't it? To, to for him to be a policeman. Oh, okay. the sideline of being an undertaker. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, okay. Next question from Anglo, and it's. Um, was there a teacher or other individual who inspired you to do what you do, uh, or was it something you were just always interested in? Ah, hello, Anglo. Um, yes, that's a really good question. Um, I always, um, from being a, kind of a kid, my parents went on a, a cruise one year, their first ever cruise, and they bought a video camera, um, and they used it for the odd holiday, and I used it all the time making silly animations and... <laughs> Me and my mate used to try and do our own TV shows and things like that. And from there, it's just kind of always been a hobby. And, you know, my dad always said, get paid for what you enjoy doing. And so I kind of went along that route. Um, and I had a, I had a 
a lecturer at university who uh, who passed away recently, unfortunately, called Ian Bolt, and he was a uh, fantastic television director. Used to do Through the Keyhole, uh, yeah. first on TV, um, and he he gave me a brilliant bit of advice. He said, if you, um, I I asked him about being out of work and the competition, you know, moving to London. There's so much competition. How will we get good jobs and not end up doing something rubbish? And he said, just uh, be the best you can possibly be, and you'll always get employed because uh, you're all, you've only got to be worried if you're rubbish, basically. So that was the the key bit of advice that's always stuck with me, um, and has given me a lot of drive personally in this sort of uh, in this industry, which seems competitive. But I think if you've got good ideas and you 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 kind of ambitious and yeah, then it's. Uh, it's totally doable to uh, to make a career of it. I'm I'm discovering. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the second part of the question was around when did you actually realise this was going to be a career for you? And I think you've sort of answered that. But was there a defining moment when you were running around as a kid with a video camera where you sort of thought, actually, this is what I want to do? Yeah, it was sort of when I when I went to college. Um, and I realised that it was that you know when you can sort of feel yourself getting a bit better at something, uh, and you look at the things you made last year and they're, they're not as good as the things you're doing now. And you think, well, maybe next year I might get a bit better still. And uh, I joined a, a local club for filmmakers in Bolton, uh, and it was yeah, it was really it was quite random. It was quite a lot of old men who used to make things on cine films, uh, and me and a couple of other younger guys who who you know, which were uh sort of making animations and and short films and things like that. And uh and yeah, that was just fun. I decided I want to do I wanna do this a lot. But in terms of uh in terms of this particular bit of the industry I'm in now, doing the online stuff, um I I did a lot of development, so coming up with new T V shows and new formats and that sort of thing. I did that at the BBC and elsewhere. And that's where you kind of you know, you enjoy coming up with new new things and you'll often make a taste of tape to sell those ideas so it's like give you a taste of the show um so you get used to editing these short videos that have you know as much impact as possible and from there i got into doing websites because it's like that except you have a whole audience who can talk back to you and that's fantastic so that's the kind of progression there but i definitely recommend to anyone who's interested in this sort of area of the industry to definitely just give it a go and uh, and make as many things as possible, really. Okay. So, um, moving on, a couple of questions from Darina. Uh, Darina. The first one is, what do you love the most and what gives you the greatest challenge about editing the Being Human block? Um, oh, that's a good question. The The biggest challenge is keeping the homepages updated. It's a bit of, uh, it's really, it's like the housekeeping end of things. Because you've got to, you know resize a lot of images, you want the images with the most impact. So you're often scurrying through the um, through the episodes for the, the 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 bit of the episode that gives you the most sort of visual impact, and you can put that on the front page. That's really rewarding when you do that. Um, so that that's kind of challenging. Um, what was the other bit? What I love the most? Um, was it? Yeah. What do you love the most? Uh, what gives you the greatest challenges? Yes. So what do you love the most about? I, I love the most when you know you've got a brilliant video 
or a bit of script or a preview clip or whatever it is and you when we when we set a, a post to go live it'll take about 10 minutes before it appears on the site and when that's happening you're like oh god i wonder how people are going to respond i wonder if they'll like it i wonder if they'll think it's uh it's you know a, a step in the wrong direction for the show um and then it goes online and then straight away within 10 minutes you've got a bunch of comments um and often they're kind of people are responding how you hope they would and that's always a nice feeling <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you mean about the um the sort of scouring of images type thing yeah there's the um the image on our you know on the, the being human cast um site yeah the last episode review of uh, daisy and mitchell um that image was um well, for most of the episodes, I sort of like, you know, when we review them, I'll then sort of, you know, scour through the episode and try and grab a still out that I think's suitable to sort of put up on the site and things. Yeah. But that one particular image of, of the two of them and the blood and everything else, I remember watching that episode on TV thinking, oh, that, that's the image I want. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know when it is I'm going to get to use this image, but um, and I've had that, I grabbed that image so long ago now. I've had sat on my PC waiting for the, the one particular uh, episode of the podcast that we could use it for. And in fact, when season two was airing in the UK and hadn't um, it hadn't aired yet in the US, I actually emailed that particular still to Susie. Yeah, Susie was saying, you know, like what what's happening? What's happening? So look, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but. You know, just to give you a bit of a taste of what you got in store, have a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, absolutely. Uh, uh, gore fest. Yeah, it's just like, oh, no, I want to see that now. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's that moment where you spot the image and you think that that's that's the image that really defines that. Yeah. And, and it's surprising. You you look at some of the images and you think, you know, oh yeah. How long did it take to grab that? But the amount of time it can actually take to sort of find that one. It's like I yeah. think when we talked about um, the uh, the start of series two, where uh, Mitchell's out in the street handing out cups of tea and stuff, and he's yeah. really happy because he's like, you know, it's just it, it, it's really depressing when you've seen the whole series and you watch that thinking you've got such a shit storm coming and you're so happy right now and you just don't know it's all about to hit. Yeah. And uh, in fact, so he said, carried on in series three. That's probably been Mitchell's happiest moment. It's been down for ever since. Yeah. And we tried to find a still at that moment where he's sort of looking up into the sky and he's like that big grin on his face and stuff. Mm. And it's like, because it's just that perfect moment. So, yeah. Anyway. And, and we're, very, we're very lucky in that it's incredibly well directed. And very, it's very cinematic, especially this year, and that just really helps in striking images. So, Darina's next question, and I have no clue what the background to this question is, but she asks, have you learnt to salsa yet? <laughs> right, Darina is fantastic, and uh, we were at an event recently called uh, for a, an online drama called Resonance. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but... I've heard of Resonance, yet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we um, had Valerie on. Oh uh, right, yes. A little back, and she was talking about that. So yes, I was. I, well, I met Valerie at the same event. She was absolutely lovely, and um, uh, yeah, at the event, uh, it was a sort of a, a, a 
not a launch event, but it was it was covering what they've achieved with the drama. It's a it's a very interactive proposition, uh, and there's a there's a teaser online that's got Aidan Turner in it, and is directed by Colin Teague. So I definitely recommend people look that out, look that up. It's on uh, if the, if you just Google "Will you help?" Um, that's where it all lives. So we're at an event for this uh, for this drama, and yes, Dorita was there, and some music came on, and uh, there was a bit of a disco, and she grabbed me by the hand. And it was like it was like strictly she was the professional dancer and I was Anne Widdicombe, uh in the partnership and uh, yes so the answer is no I haven't learned salsa yet but if if she could give me a lesson next time then uh, I, I might get better. Cool. Um, okay, uh, Kinky Claus asks. Um, let's have a look. Uh, first thing she asked was, how did you become involved in maintaining the blog for being here? And I think you've sort of mentioned that before. But the next part is around what other projects are on the cards. So I guess as we're heading towards the end of Be Human and Becoming Human, mm-hmm. what, you know, I know you've mentioned, you know, resonance and stuff. I don't know how involved you are or you're not involved with that, but, um, what else have you got coming up? Well, uh, firstly, thank you, Kinky Claws, for the question. Uh, another one of our legendary bloggers. Um, yeah, well, this year... Just, there's a quick aside. Also, the person that's writing all the fanfic that we keep airing every couple of weeks. So thank you again. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's some really talented, uh, really well-written fanfiction content. It's fantastic. Um, yes. Well, what's happening next? Well, the, the, the thing we've got to look forward to is... Um, series four. There's no official announcement yet, but um, we're very hopeful for one. Um, this series has been uh, maxing out. It's, it's viewing figures. We've got more than ever before, and it's it's kind of doubling the average viewing figures for the, for what you'd normally get at that slot on BBC Three. So everybody's very happy. So hopefully, uh, we'll be coming back for a series four. Um, there's also a question of what you know. What how else can people sort of uh, enjoy the being human world? Because three series in you. We have built a sort of a world, I guess. There's a, there's a community of fans. There's a, a, a backstories. There's prequels. There's there's um, lots of characters who are still with us, or who have gone elsewhere, or who have uh, who have sadly no longer with us. Um, and it's how can we sort of build, bring that all together? So whether it's through uh, games or additional drama or something like that i don't know i'd be, I'd be interested to see how people felt about maybe a being human game um with the advent of sort of uh i don't know there's a lot of games on uh facebook a lot of online games not it's not necessarily tied to sort of just on your playstation 3 multi-million pound 50 quid games anymore it's uh it's a lot more accessible field so it'd be interesting to see what people thought about um putting being human in a space like that and, and being able to sort of really play with it. Well, uh, like being human comic, that'd be good. Yeah, comic, gra- um, graphic novels is always something yeah. I've been interested Or an iPhone app. Yes. Like one of these uh, iPhone quiz type apps you can get. Yeah, well, that's that's something uh, we were, we have been talking about apps, actually. And the question is, what? how do you, uh, you know, what, what content do people want from an app? with being human so do they want clips from the show do they want the show reimagined as a graphic novel or you know again would love feedback in in that respect what people would like to see if there was a being human app 
because that's yes. definitely the sort of thing that we y- could, yes uh, and yes and, and yes and yes <laughs> all of it all, all of lots that, of apps yeah. several apps yeah one really big app yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah any any feedback like that either to you know to uh, to us on Twitter or on the blog or to my Twitter feed or whatever or, or leaving comments on this on this uh, uh, podcast I'd yeah, I'm just really keen to hear what people think about taking the show in those directions. Because, you know, there might be some people who think it, that's not, that doesn't feel right. And then there might be other people who are really excited about it. So, uh, yeah, let us know. Um, okay. And I really like the next question. And I wish I'd thought of the next question. <laughs> um, you're nervous now, aren't you? Uh, it, um... <laughs> Are, are there aspects of filming that even as blogmaster you're not allowed to see happen? Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. There was uh, uh, we were geared up to film uh, quite a lot of the behind the scenes of episode four, um, where we were back in the cage, and it was all about sort of fighting and uh, all that sort of thing. Oh no, I wasn't behind the scenes. I don't know. Basically, we're on set for one of the days. It was either episode four or episode one. And we were in the cage set. And, uh, we were all geared up to film our, you know, full, we got our filming schedule sorted. We're here all day. It'd be great. Uh, and then they went, Oh, actually, this is Robson Green's, um, sort of naked scenes now. So you can't come in at all for half the day. It's like, okay, we'll just, we'll just wait outside then and just chat to some people. Um, and that was what that goes back to what I was mentioning earlier about when you're on set and something like that happens and you have to sort of work around it. Um, that was an example of that, basically. So yeah, so we don't see anyone in the nutty. Okay, that's probably no bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, to be honest, I'm not particularly bothered about that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's about it. I think there are certain scenes where you're very wary of speaking to people. Especially, say, with um, with Aidan Turner, he's got, like, um, really, as you know, some really intense uh, dark scenes where he has to be in quite a dark mood. And you don't want to be walking past him on set going, Hi, Aidan, you're right. And he has to break out of that so you, you maintain a respectful distance. Or um, the, the the first AD uh, on set will, will tell you, now's not a good time. You can't be on set for this. A lot of the time, they're very welcoming and will have us on. And it, um, you know, we we try not to interrupt anyone or get in anyone's eye line or that sort of thing. But sometimes it is just a case of it's too tense. Either the crew's too busy trying to set the shot up, or the emotion is too heavy and too dark, and we don't want any distractions. So yeah, there's sometimes play, there's times where we can't go in, or if Robson Green's naked. Cool. <laughs> um. Okay. And okay. And next. So next and sort of final question from Kinky Gloss. Is there anyone in any aspect of television and or show business that you'd particularly like to meet and or work with and why? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, is there anyone in any aspect? Uh, I, don't, I think Simon Amstel is hilarious. Uh, somebody like that. When he was doing Nevermind the Buzzcocks, I would have loved to have done something around that. Um, and unfortunately, he doesn't do that anymore. Um, he could come back for you if it was you, never know. Yeah, yeah, maybe I could ask him. <laughs> um, 
You know what? I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. I once met, um, in my very first job, I was a, a runner, and I once met Graham Norton when I was walking around the BBC with my boss. Uh, and she knew him because we worked in entertainment development at the time. And she was like, Graham, hi. Lynn, hi. Lovely to see you. And I felt like I knew him. And I went, hiya. And he just like looked at me and was like, hello, do I know you? I'm like, oh, I know you from the telly. <laughs> so yeah I'm not that good around celebrities as a rule because I tend to be like that um, so yeah but I'm, I'm not sure in answer to the question Oh, although having said that I'd love to work on something like The Inbetweeners it's fantastic uh, and I recently started watching Misfits as well and that's, uh, that's, that's very good um, but yeah anything where I can speak to fans and make films and do the various bits of things like we do on being human it's it's it is a really fantastic job and i'm very lucky already which i guess nicely leads into sort of the last question we got posted up on the site with some juice which is around um uh what's it like to have a job that you love um the final sort of comments i really can't imagine what that would be like which i'm i'm really sorry for you oh, juice. juice with all the odds uh yeah, live the dream. Uh, no one's going to do it for you. Uh, insert motivational phrase here. Um, yeah, no, it, it is wonderful. It I'll is... try to find a suitable power ballad to play now. <laughs> Montage. Yeah, anything from Rocky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to hum it because I'll probably get sued. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm... I realise I'm very fortunate and uh, it's not something that is easily forgotten when the fans are um, are expressing their love for the show and I get to know what's going on and I get to go behind the scenes and, and meet people and, and make things that people enjoy. That's really, uh, you know, you never want to underestimate that uh, or take that for granted. Um, and also, I'm... I'm a proper fanboy about things, uh, so uh, for for other shows, so I know exactly how it feels. It's not like it's uh, well, we're really blasé about this. Uh, when I watch, say, Mad Men, oh, I love it so much, and I'd love to go on set, and I'd love to go and speak to other people. So, I, yeah, I kind of um, you know exactly how how people uh, feel, and uh, it, I do feel very fortunate to have such a lovely job. But it's it's like I say, it's the sort of thing that's not, um, it, yeah, it's not unobtainable. Just kept chipping away at that, at the thing that I like doing, and I would recommend anyone else does the same thing. Fantastic. So I guess um, final, the only final question for me is: I know that uh, Sinead made reference in, in the video around, you know, the next thing that's going to happen after this episode is Sinead's going to get lots of <laughs> mail. <laughs> um, how bad has that really been? Because I, I know watching it, I was thinking, oh, she's going to get some comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the people who get off very lightly are the writers uh, because they're the ones who um, who put the words in their mouths. <laughs> and uh, so if you're going to be mad at anyone be mad at them um, I, I think on the whole um, one thing we've always wanted for the for the blog and for the community as a whole to be is to be a really positive fan community mm -hmm. 
obviously it's not something we can control as such because people are just saying their own opinions. But when it comes to setting the tone of with the writing of the posts and, and the things that we talk about on set, we, we want to be all about celebrating the show um, and not kind of having digs at people or slagging people off or, you know, one-upmanship doesn't feel really sort of very welcome on the, on the blog, I hope. Um, which is nice. And what does feel welcome is, you know, sort of, uh, newbies get involved really easily and conversation is very open and, and, uh, yeah, easily, easily involve a lot of people. And that's, that's really what we, uh, what we always hoped for. Um, and that's the kind of tone that we try and reflect with what we make. So, um, so yeah. Uh, on the whole, it doesn't seem like there are that many sort of rants or tirades, <laughs> um, which which makes me very happy. Um, but obviously, I'm sort of uh, at the mercy of Rob Percy and Toby Whithouse and Fudgestown and the the people who actually come up with the scripts in the first place and the storylines and cause all this blooming mischief. <laughs> They're the ones who are the real uh, puppeteers in all this. Okay. Well. I'm completely out of questions now. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, take this opportunity to say or discuss or bring up? Or uh, well, uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. I feel really uh, honoured to be on, and I'm really flattered that people have questions. And any time that we can, uh, as we mentioned earlier, any time that we can sort of uh, respond to people's queries or anything, we'd always always encourage people to to uh, to get in touch because we are. We're not just putting. We're not just an old-fashioned broadcaster where you just broadcast things out and you don't listen to what comes back in. With you know, we hope it's a two-way street and that we're just the uh, representative of the fans on the set. You know, and uh, I'd very much encourage everyone to uh, to just keep talking. And if you want to talk to us, we are listening. Cool. Well, hopefully, we'll try and get you back on sometime after becoming human has finished. Yes. And we can talk around um, how that ended. Cool. And uh, I'll give you my views then on how far off or I wasn't, you know, or was. Or... <laughs> <laughs> we should all put um, put our predictions in sealed envelopes. And, oh, uh, that's how scary. <laughs> and, and then, uh, uh, yeah, open them up in four or five weeks' time and see uh, see if we were right or wrong. See how wildly wrong we were. <laughs> But yeah, okay. no, I'd, I'd encourage everyone to, to keep watching. And if, you know, maybe if people are, uh, not keen on the idea of a, a kind of an extension to the being human world and haven't tried becoming human yet, I would definitely, uh, recommend them to give it a go. And, uh, yeah, cause it's, I mean, we're, we're having fun just reading everyone's comments. So I hope everyone else is, is having fun with that. And I'd love to come back and talk about it, give some stats and all that sort of thing. That'd be fantastic. Okay, well, thanks again, Mary, for uh, for joining us today. And uh, in terms of the the podcast, we'll hopefully, if I can find one, and we'll uh, wrap up with a uh, a promo, um, and we'll uh, speak to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thank you. Bye. We'll see you later. Okay. I'll see you later, guys. How to continue a television series after a major actor has left the cast. Part 4, The Robin O'Sherwood Method. Remove the character from the scripts and replace him with an entirely similar character. 
create a highly elaborate scenario that puts the new character into the same situation as the original. The transition is completed when the replacement character adopts the same name as his predecessor. For more about British science fiction television, listen to the British Invaders podcast at www.britishinvaders.com. Being Human Cast is a non-profit podcast. Being Human is owned by the BBC and Touchpaper. No copyright infringement is intended. Music used is from Podsafe Audio. You can contact us at feedback at beinghumancast.com or via our website, www.beinghumancast.com. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll see you later.